1: Hey guys, it's Ron Remkes uh, here at uh, CFA Institute. And today I am joined by Andreas Sauer of uh, ANSA Capital Management in uh, Frankfurt, Germany. Uh, Andreas, uh, thanks for joining us.
0: It's a pleasure, thank you.
1: Uh, we enjoyed your presentation today and I wanted to uh, drill in a little bit for our uh, video audience and help them understand uh, your, your unique process and approach. And if you could sort of highlight the key
0: characteristics that sort of differentiate your approach from some others that are out there. I'm not sure whether I differentiate so much, but uh, l- let me say, uh, I think it's the way we, we uh, implement our, our convictions. Um, uh, we, we try to manage a global multi-asset portfolio, mm-hmm. and we believe that basically two expectations matter in the development and the pricing of asset classes. One is our expectation about the real economy, so company profit growth, uh, uh, labor market and so on. And the second dimension is our expectation about the monetary sentiment which is essentially inflation and interest rate regime. And I think what 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 we focus on is that we want to identify whether both dimensions are positive or negative and based on the result of our analysis we define an economic regime for each major region in the world and we have used the seasons to characterize these regimes of summer, fall, winter and spring and based on this analysis we allocate uh, our risk budget in the portfolio.
1: So let's break that down a little bit. How do you go about the process of estimating the expectations that are in the market both for the
0: monetary factors as well as the economic factors? I think that human beings Um, we base our expectations and we change our expectation based on existing information and existing data. You know, everybody wants to forecast the future but all we have is what we know today to forecast what might happen tomorrow. So to make this uh, 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 more concrete if we want to understand whether our uh, expectation about infl- inflation will rise or fall, mm-hmm. we analyze past monetary factors, whether they have risen or fallen. Because typically, we expect rising inflation when we see some of these factors that might impact inflation have risen over the past, of, over the recent past.
1: And, and so, as you go through that process, um, let's take monetary factors as an example as you go through that process, um, you're essentially saying that the current news flow about monetary factors is the predominant expectation of
0: the market. Exactly, exactly. And we revise our expectations once we get new information. That's the basic assumption we have, yes. Okay.
1: Can you elaborate more on the the four seasons? So uh, you you go through your process to identify the four seasons. Tell me, uh, d- describe those seasons for me and, and, and sort of outline how you might use those different seasons
0: as an investor. What we have done is, um, w- w- once you have these two dimensions, monetary and real economic sentiment, mm-hmm. you naturally end up with four different regimes. So summer we characterize a situation where the real, the expectation about the real economy is positive based on our model, and where the monetary sentiment is positive This is a typical summer region. We have low inflation expectations, we have a growing economy, which is typically what what we see in the US, for example, or in Euroland currently. Winter is exactly the opposite. It's a regime where you see negative real economic sentiment and rising inflation and maybe tightening by the central bank. This is a typical winter region. And now we have analyzed past data over the past 30, 40, 50 years and analyze the performance of different asset classes in these different seasons. And what you find, for example, naturally, that equities do well in summer and spring, and bonds do well, for example, in fall uh, or in, in winter. And once you know that, we can use that information if we know what regime currently or what season we currently have in the major regions in the world, we can allocate our risk budget uh, to equities and bonds and commodities.
1: How, in your experience, how frequently does it occur that <coughs> your season gives you a false
0: signal that what you think is going to be summer turns out to be winter or vice versa? Uh, good questions. Um, you know, if you're an asset manager, one one thing you should always be aware: you will never ever be right. You will always be wrong. You have to deal with a situation that you do decisions under uncertainty. Right. And uh, you will be wrong. Um, we, uh, to be honest, we haven't measured you know how often we are misallocated, uh, uh, but uh, we try to circumvent that problem in that we invest in five different regions and that we also invest in commodities. And the basic idea is that we will not be wrong at each point in time in every region you know that, So there will always be some diversification in our views and therefore also in the portfolio right. And
1: if you look at what's transpired over the last five years after the financial crisis and the massive monetary response from central banks all over the world, uh, we've all seen how the markets have responded to central bank announcements and information and news flow. Um, And so that has sort of captured the market's uh, attention for the present time. What happens in another environment where the market is perhaps less focused on, say, monetary policy and more focused on something else?
0: Uh, I'm 20 years in the business uh, we have been always been focused on monetary policy <laughs> and company profits you know. Right. It's <laughs> what matters uh, to our you know uh, economic development and so on uh, and uh, I, I it, if this might change we might have to change our approach you know right. but I I cannot imagine currently what else should be relevant, you know.
1: And I I believe I also saw um, sector-by-sector performance uh, rankings, and one group that stood out in my mind was the performance of utilities by the different seasons, and I was just wondering if you could comment on how one might use this approach uh, for sector allocation.
0: Well, this is also, I think, nothing new, you know, that in different economic environments, certain types of company do better than others. Utilities is a very good example that if the economy overall is doing bad or the the expectation is negative, uh, typically utilities in the past, at least in the past, have been an equity class that typically outperformed uh, in that that, uh, regime. For example, when the overall economy is doing very well, if there is summer, you know, there are more cyclical industries that outperform and utilities underperform. So what we get as a result is you know, what we usually would assume should happen, and this is the best thing you can get. Right. So, it's
1: not just asset allocation at the asset class level, you're also talking about portfolio construction, right?
0: You can use that idea, of course, also in constructing an equity portfolio or, you know, over uh, overweight certain industries in certain economic environments, yes, of course, yeah. Okay. Um, Well,
1: uh, Andreas, thank you so much for your time here today. We're uh, glad to have you, and thank you for joining us. And be sure to follow all of our content at cfainstitute.org and on Enterprising Investor. Uh, Thank you again.